We have two dogs in our home. Aria is a two-year-old puppy who definitely needs help with her portions. And Nala is a 10-year-old dog who is living a great life and we want to keep feeding her well so she can hang in there with us for a lot longer. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients in safe, clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all life stages. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old. It's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you live more healthy, happy, and full years together. You can get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash vanished. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use our code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Hey guys. If you'd like to see some pictures and video from my investigation this season, head to Instagram, at PainLindsay and at Up and Vanished. So it's like, you gotta from go my back. point of view, I mean, it's like you, either Paul did it or you guys um, did it together. Yeah. And so, Catherine, good luck. I stayed with her on the 10th. And then I stayed at Jamie um, Valenzuela's that night. That's where I was on the 10th. If this person can vouch for T being in Seattle those days, it would at least bring a little more credence to her story. Do you mind calling that friend of yours that you were with in Seattle? Okay. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Um, I have uh, the investigator here with me, and he wants to talk to you about the night you I seen you at um, Emerald Downs when Paul left me. Tinderfoot TV in Atlanta. This is Up and Vanished. I'm your host, Payne Lindsay. Emerald Downs is a thoroughbred horse race track in Washington. This is where T claims she was visiting during the time of Ashley's disappearance. As a reminder, Ashley likely went missing on June 11th, when she was supposed to be picked up by Paul Valenzuela. T's friend is her alibi, so I called her. Hey, how you doing, Catherine? Good, how are you? I'm doing well. Um, my name is Payne. I'm, I'm working with Kimberly Loring, Ashley's sister, on a podcast. And we're just trying to ask as many people questions and just sort of piece together what may have happened. Really, I guess from you, I was just curious when exactly T was in Seattle. Do you want me to look up the date and everything, or do you have it there? Uh, if you don't mind, yeah. Okay. Um, 
It was either the 10th or the 17th of June. I'd have to go back to look and see when that race was. Emerald Down races in 2017 started on the 9th. Okay, so it would have been the 10th of, 10th of June. The last day of um, Emerald Down races. And T stayed with you or what? Yeah, I had my, uh, I had my relay team there, Umatilla Express, and it was Saturday night, we had already raced, and we were sitting, the whole team was sitting there, it wasn't just me, there was, there was a whole bunch of people there, and we were barbecuing, um, I have a living quarters horse trailer, um, which is, you know, a RV with a horse trailer attached to it, it's all one complete unit, but she came, and, um, she sat there and ate with us, visited with us, um, spent the night there. Okay, and when did she leave? Um, that morning. Sunday, I can't remember if she stayed and watched this race or not, but I know she was there Sunday morning. Because I helped her feed the um, horses. She was, looking, she was looking for a ride because, um, her husband and it was really strange she was she was uh, she told me she was there with her husband they got in a fight out there on the freeway and he kicked her out of the car and she said she couldn't believe how basically lucky she was that she was that close to that racetrack and there was all of the people there I mean there was people from all over tribes all over the the um, United States racing there, but how, how fortunate she was to be able to be that close and be even close to people from home too. Right. And so, do you know where T went after that? Not really. Okay. And I talked to her a few days, I think I was messaging with her probably. I think she spent a couple more days in Seattle. We didn't leave. We left Monday morning. Okay. You said you left Monday morning? Yes. That's uh, all I needed to know. I appreciate that. Okay. Thank you so much. Yep. Yep. Bye, Catherine. Bye, Jane. Bye. So that Sunday morning after you left, where did you go? I went out front. Um, I told her that Jamie was going to come get me, I guess, and that I'm going to go sit out front. And that, so I sat out there for maybe about an hour and a half. Okay. And um, it was too long to walk all the way back through to the gates because there's these all these gates that go down on Emerald Downs um, racetrack. And I think you need money to get back in. So I was out stuck out there until his sister came and I kept calling him and asking him where she was. But I guess she's a pharmacist, so... I had to wait until her lunch or something and she came and got me and bring me to her house. Went downstairs and stayed there that whole time. You'd have to call them to ask them. So who picked you up? Jamie. Jamie. Okay. And that's Paul's sister? In-law, yeah. Okay. And then so you went back to her house? Yep. And how long did you stay there for? I'm thinking since till the 15th. 15th? Yep. Why do you remember the 15th? Because that's when he, Paul got paid. <clears throat> his uh, $6,000 he gets a month, and that's the only reason why he came back is because he needed dope, and he needed to pick up his kid, and let's not forget me, so. 
Did you have any communication with Paul while he was in Brown? A little bit, yeah. What y'all talk about? Nothing. Like, no love, nothing. Just when are you going to come get me? And I'll be there soon and just nothing else. So you think it was the 15th that he came and got you? Yeah. No, the 14th, because he didn't have any money when he got there. And I remember him making fun of me because I was eating chicken with ranch in the morning. And he was just being a dick, like a hurtful asshole. So um, I don't know if I was pregnant then, but I was hungry and I was sober. So. T left her friend's house on Sunday morning, June 11th, the same day that Ashley went missing. And she claims she went to stay with Paul Valenzuela's sister, Jamie. I've tried reaching Jamie several times, but no luck. So I can't confirm this. According to T, Paul left for Browning on Saturday, June 10th, and he came back to Seattle on June 14th. Very strange time gap there for Paul, considering Ashley went missing during that exact window. Whenever Paul left, there was plenty of time for him to get back to Browning. Exactly. Well, that's what I was saying. So, I mean, he made it all the time, like, he would go there for a run and make sure he was right back when we first started dating. I never, I started catching on to his time, so then all of a sudden it started getting longer and longer. One thing I've had a really hard time understanding is why exactly Paul left T in Seattle that day. T's memory of this seems vivid, and she brings it up a lot. But it just doesn't really make sense. So, what prompted this argument that for him to kick you out in the first place? I don't get why... AutoZone? You literally what? just talked to a exactly, person Exactly, exactly. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to me. It didn't make sense, because that was out of character for Paul. I bring my boys out all the time while he was gone and he knew it and had bonfires and we just trip out. We turn off all electricity and just wait and creep out over the feds, you know. So he never got mad. He would show up. What do you see and how does it unfold? I see I'm pulled up by AutoZone and about two car spaces down there is a Camaro and it's blue, almost like my green one. And there's a Kalak gentleman and he's fixing his car with another gentleman, another, you know, and I go, oh, hey, what, you know, I'm feeling pretty good, buzzed up. I get to drink even though I'm not doing drugs. So I go, hey, what year's your, you know, um, 96, or he's, I said, what year's your Camaro? And he said 96, but his had um, the toppers that come off. Mine didn't. And I go, mine's a 96 too. I was like, that's badass. And um, Paul was looking, I remember looking over and through the window, I could see Paul, his window was down and his son was in the back. His son must have been on the phone. And I remember Paul looking down like this at his receipt in the part he had. And then he was watching me like this. And then he was like, are you? And he starts yelling in front of these men. And I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? What's he saying? You're fucking talking to these other guys. What how, the, the how are the guys reacting to this? They were laughing at him because it looked stupid. Like he must have been really high. You know, he was allowed to get high, but I wasn't, you know trying to conserve for a baby, I guess. So I'm looking at him like, what the fuck? You know, and I'm like, oh fuck, whatever. And I didn't think he was serious. Like serious, serious, like it's gonna blow over, but it never did. Oh, but it blew over after I got home. That never was brought up ever again. You know how a guy will bring up something like, 
you know, did you really like those guys or do you know those guys? You know, you'll get blamed over something that you did constantly. It'll be in that person's mind, but that wasn't. I never, ever heard of it. I'm the only one who talks about it. Never, I mean, he probably wouldn't even remember. I don't know, but when I talk about it, like to you, Why I've never, because he never talks about it. He never talks about when I, I, mean, it's I was the, I'm the one, exactly, yourself, right? I am the one who. Are you sure it wasn't something else? No, it was, it had to have been something else. That's what I'm saying, it had to have been. There's, that was out of character, that was not Paul. He did that for a purpose. Maybe this is the purpose why. You think maybe it was something about getting back learning? home and that was Ashley maybe, you know, he's been texting all day, so maybe it's time to go home to her, you know? Let me get rid you of this didn't bitch. Discover real quick. something about her, him and Ashley, right there. I remember seeing earrings, but he told me and perfume, but he always told me that they were his sisters. Was that there at the auto zone? No, they were always no. This was um, a couple weeks after that. I found him in the car, and his daughters weren't around. His oldest and Lexi don't wear stuff like that. She's this little girl. So I said, "Whose are these?" And he goes, "Oh, they're roses." When I was waiting for him to say, "Oh, they're Ashley's." As after, um, before he hit the moose, after Ashley went missing. This doesn't really make sense to me why he would go off the handle like that in that moment. You would have to ask Was him. Was there something else that could have prompted it? I'm coming off a dope, maybe? I'm a very grumpy bitch, but no. Well, yeah, but still, like... I didn't ask you him. You were at a distance from him whenever he saw you talking to the guys, so it's not like you were acting all crazy or No, anything. I wasn't. I was just acting like a normal person. Which ask is why I'm confused as to why he acted the way he did. You're gonna have to ask him. That's all I can tell you because when I, like, you know, I didn't ever bother to bring it up because, hey, he, Mr. Nice Guy's coming to get me. I want to go home. Will he remember this? Yeah, he better. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe. Why would he not? Well, then what else would he tell you why he threw me off? I have no idea. I want to know the reaction. I want to know if I knew, and he's saying I knew, how was my response in the beginning? Well, how did I act? How did I look? What did I say? I want to know that. I want to know, because I've never heard him say how I acted, what I say, what did I do? Mm -hmm. What did I do to him? You know, I want to know that. Who else did I tell? Do you have any witnesses that seen me freak out like this over you and her? Mm -hmm. I've heard a lot of stuff. I've heard that I killed her and I said, you have to kill her too. I've heard a lot of things. You heard what? I heard that I killed her and I made him help me kill her. Like I said, you have to shoot her too. And then I heard that I had a group of friends around down by Tamed, John Jarvis, Vernon, Rose Minicky, I guess was one of them, and um, Cole, um, I think, I don't know who else, but I guess we're all standing there. Cynthia Butterfly, Dragonfly, and we're all standing there, and I said, I killed her, you guys all have to stab her once. That's what I told everybody, I guess. That's a rumor going around. And then one rumor is I caught them in bed together and I shot her, and I had made Paul help me bury her. And the other rumor is I choked her. And then I don't know what others are out there, but I know they're pretty gruesome. Yeah. Those are the main ones I know about. But when you hear stuff like that about yourself, it's really hard to defend yourself because of the fact that you're trying to defend yourself this, where somebody already believes it. So now my new question is, so what do you think then? That's my new question. 
I don't sit there and try to defend myself anymore. Do you ever wish you could become a detective and help find the clues to the case? How about all of that in a mobile game that you can take anywhere? In June's Journey, each scene leads to a new thrilling storyline. Uncover the mystery of June's sister's murder and find out about scandalous family secrets. The gameplay lets you find hidden clues as you investigate a murder mystery. Escape to a bygone age of mystery, danger, and romance. Let your imagination run wild when decorating your island estate and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Whether you're craving a good mystery or looking for an escape, you can immerse yourself in the world of June Parker. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. Each new scene takes you further through a thrilling murder mystery story that sets the main protagonist, June Parker, on a quest to solve the murder of her sister and uncover her family's many secrets. I travel so much while working that I personally love to play it while sitting around airports with all that free time I have. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, it's Payne. I want to share a message from our sponsor, Spot Pet Insurance. Sometimes unexpected vet bills can hit hard when we least expect them. And if life throws you a curveball and your beloved pet needs urgent medical attention, the vet bills can start piling up. Enter Spot Pet Insurance, the ally you never knew you needed. Spot Pet Insurance plans can offer up to 90% cash back on eligible vet bills, providing a safety net when the unexpected occurs. Life can be unpredictable and so are the needs of our furry companions. Spot Pet Insurance understands that. With Spot, you can focus on the things that matter, knowing that your pet has coverage to help protect your wallet from those unexpected vet bills. Spot Pet Insurance plans don't just offer coverage for unexpected accidents and illnesses. You can add their preventative care benefit to your plan, ensuring that routine wellness, vaccines, and more can all be covered too. It's a shield against the unexpected. If you have a pet, consider Spot Pet Insurance because having the right resources at the right time can make all the difference. Just go to spotpet.com. Paid ad from Spot Pet Insurance. Waiting periods, annual deductible, coinsurance, benefit limits, and exclusions may apply. For all terms, visit spotpetins.com sample policy. Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produced by Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. T and Paul were living in a trailer together right outside of Browning, the same trailer that Kimberly said T set on fire. When Paul came back to Seattle to pick T up on June 14th, this trailer is where they went back to. But when I asked T about this, she had a very bizarre story. He's so supposed- when you got there, Walk me through, like, what happened. I jumped out. He started bringing in his daughter and stuff, and I was standing there. I went to the backyard and felt empty. It wasn't home anymore. That was my first home I ever really had of my own since I left here when I was a little kid. Why do you think you felt that way? Now, I think because it had something to do with Ashley. I really do. I think there's... She's somewhere, maybe she might be out there. I don't know. But it was smelled like something really strong and it was close. 
but it was like a dead smell. And then I think Paul was saying it might have been the dog that died. Our dogs died or something. Did you bring it up? Yeah, I said, what's that smell? And he said, I don't know. I think it's like the dogs. Our dogs are missing. They might be dead back there. But I never went back there. Never did go back there at all. There was something dead behind the house. I could smell it. And so walk me through what you experienced. When I got out of the car or his Suburban, I stood on this side of the trailer and looked in my backyard for the longest time. And it was empty. That wasn't my house anymore. It wasn't, it was empty and I started crying Why? because thinking how somebody could just leave you on the side of the road like that and they say everything's okay right now and I'll buy you some horses to make you okay. But it didn't feel like home anymore. Definitely something was telling me there's something wrong. Where's that trailer now? It's still out there, I think. Pretty sure. Last time I seen it, it was out there. I lit it on fire. When? Um, I think the second day of Indian Days on 2017. Just the kitchen. Why? Because it was my trailer. Apparently, Paul was trying to kick T out of the trailer they were living in. So T decided to burn it. How did you light it? I went to Cupping and I bought myself some beer and then I was filling up the gas feeling sorry for myself. And then I looked at a water bottle. I said, ooh. So I dunked it on there on the front and then I lit it on fire. And then it, I thought it would light if I threw a cigarette, you know, acting cool, but it didn't. It um, went up in flames when I lit it and it almost cut my eyebrows. <laughs> and so I was standing there while it was going up in smoke and then I was screaming, fuck you bitches, come on, come down here. And they wouldn't. I just did the kitchen. I knew it wasn't going to be livable after that, but I was pissed. Everybody says I burnt it because Ashley's body is in there. So they say I burnt it down though. I was like, well, why didn't they find her yet then? Remember, T claims that Paul was having some sort of relationship with Ashley. So I asked her about it. What was the moment that you found out that Paul was doing anything with Ashley at all? when Kenny Berdu came to my old, our new trailer that I was staying in, well, I wasn't staying in it, and he asked me to go, you know, if I could sit down and talk with him. Kenny Berdu is the Blackfeet police officer that T was having a sexual relationship with. He told me, you know, when you told me that your husband had a whole different life, and I said, yeah. He said, well, it pretty much does. He's been dating Ashley for three months. He's been having an affair. And right then and there, it just, it was like a whole thing just went through my head, just like everything that happened to me, fuck. That, and that, I didn't care about her at all at that point. I didn't give a shit. I figured, you know, she's gonna come home. I don't know her. You know, nobody like goes missing, you know, forever. I didn't think that then, but, and I called him and was fucking accusing him, saying where the fuck is she at? You know, what the fuck's going on? You fucking, you know, been lying to me this whole fucking time, you know? He wouldn't answer me. He would not answer me one bit. Do you think she's alive or dead? I don't know. I think she's dead. So what do you think? I mean, what do you think happened? I mean, it's, if Sam's excluded from this, which it looks like he is, for me, it, it, the next step, the logical step is to talk to Paul. Um.
warmer, sunnier days are coming. And you can fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for the summer. Thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. So make today the day you kickstart a new healthy routine. What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon, and keep the kitchen time to a minimum. Factor meals are ready to go in two minutes, so no shopping, no prepping, no cooking, or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Choose from six menu preferences to help you manage calories, maximize protein intake, avoid meat, or simply eat well-balanced. Head to factormeals.com slash UAV50 and use the code UAV50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code UAV50 at factormeals.com slash UAV50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search based on the qualities that are most important to you. Then you can book a free 15-minute consultation call with any therapist you're interested in seeing. So you can get a feel for whether they're the right fit before you commit to a full-length session. Alma also makes it easy for mental health care providers to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of therapists in their directory accept insurance for sessions. So you can find care that's affordable without stressing about the paperwork. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com therapy60 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com therapy60. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. This is where we're at. Out of every person of interest I've talked to, at this point, regardless of who did what, all roads lead to Paul Valenzuela. The major problem is how the hell do I find him? And trust me, I've been looking for months, and the guy is just a ghost. But I haven't given up yet. Just a few weeks ago, I got a random message on Facebook. 
a man from Browning who asked me to urgently call him. All I know is emotionally that person was very shaken up when he told me this stuff. I don't know. They were like very scared. I don't remember the exact dates. I just remember getting a phone call. They told me that they had had this girl at their house. They was going to beat her up and kill her or something. That was all I knew. She was very shaken up, asked me if I could come and pick her up. So I went to town to go pick her up. And then um, I get there. She's like terrified, crying, shaking, scared. I try to calm her down. She was freaking out. She said they actually killed that girl. The Ashley Loring. They? Who the hell is they? He didn't know either. All he knew was where they lived because he picked his friend up from that house. I didn't know what to believe, but just her emotional state led me to believe that she was not lying. She was all freaking out, hysterical, claiming that she knows that they killed that girl. And they said they put her down into the crawl space. Logically, I'd say there's something there, but that's all I know. Well, you know where I'm going, to that house. And I'm bringing my friend Tracy Sargent and her cadaver dog. So there's a good chance they do not let me search this house. But hey, we're gonna try. Payne, are you the owner of the house? Yeah. I'm working with Kimberly Loring, Ashley Loring's sister. Ashley went missing a few years ago. Yeah, she's my cousin. Oh, she's your cousin? Yeah. We're here today because we have a search dog and we're just eliminating different spots that have come up in our investigation. A rumor surfaced, probably not much to it, that she could have been here. Go ahead, search if you have to. Do you guys have a crawl space here? Uh, yeah. It's, uh, I have to get my wife to unlock this. Coming next week in the final episode this season. I just need you to be careful when you go out there. Because the first thing he's going to do, he might pull a gun on you. Why is that? Because it's his property, he'll say, and you're not allowed to be here. That's just how he is. And if he's selling drugs, He's going to, or he's going to release his dogs on you. But he's got another pit bull, and I think he's a dumb dog, but I don't know. So how would you suggest I approach him? Shit, I don't know. I would drive up there exactly what you're telling me and just go there. Do you live here? Cool. My name is Payne. I'm a journalist from Atlanta. Nice to meet you, man. Nice to meet you. I was trying to interview this guy who lives up on the hill here. Yeah. Do you know much about that guy? Never seen him? No, I just moved here. Did you? Yeah. I just heard that he was kind of just one of those guys around here. What, is, what does that mean? Watch out for it, I guess. Through this bend will be an eyesight of this guy.
Is Paul here? Uh, yeah, why? I'm a journalist. Up and Vanish is a production of Tenderfoot TV, created, hosted, and edited by Payne Lindsay. Executive producers are Payne Lindsay and Donald Albright. Original score by Makeup and Vanity Set. Our theme song is Ophelia by Ezra Rose. Sound design, mixing, and mastering by Cooper Skinner. Additional production by Cooper Skinner, Eric Quintana, and myself, Mike Rooney. Our cover art is by Trevor Eiler. Special thanks to Grace Royer and Oren Rosenbaum at UTA. Ryan Nord, Jesse Nord, and Matthew Papa at The Nord Group, Station 16, Beck Media and Marketing, as well as Chris Cochran and the team at Cadence 13. Visit us on social media at Up and Vanished, or you can visit us at upandvanished.com where you can join in on our discussion board. If you're enjoying Up and Vanished, tell a friend, family member, or coworker about it, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening.